Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas, and the surrounding areas, people, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host, Dennis Simpson, as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Remax of Hot Springs Village. The award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007. Find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com. Ike Eisenhower State Farm. Ike and his award-winning team have been serving the insurance needs of folks all around Hot Springs Village since 1998. Ike has qualified for State Farm's President's Club, Chairman's Circle, and Hot Springs Village Insurance Agent of the Year. Call Ike Eisenhower State Farm today at 501-984-4100. That's 501-984-4100. Find them online at IkeEisenhower.net. Call them today for all your insurance needs because, like a good neighbor, Ike Eisenhower State Farm is there. Joining Mr. Todd Knowles at his new apartment slash home, apparently, <laughs> with the TA, with the POA. Todd, how you doing, brother? Doing great, Dennis. Doing great. How you doing? Well, I'm better. I I get to sleep on this thing. It's called a bed. It, it's wonderful. You should look into it. <laughs> there have been times I'd like to have one here in the last couple of weeks instead of a cot, but hey, it, so, it all works out. I just got through talking to that uh, that Mr. Unger guy, and he said you you had the nerve to text him at 4.30 in the morning that y'all had cut down about 330 trees off the road already. Well, I we started on vacation. I leave on vacation for one week, and and y'all got to cut the trees down. Dennis, you don't ever need to leave the village again. Every time you leave, there's a disaster happens here. So you know there it's it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a pattern. But now I'm holding uh, the place together, Todd. I'm holding the place together. <laughs> we uh, we did about four o'clock in the morning. We had a, we had a call that we had a bunch of trees down. And, you know, several of these roads out here, especially along Coronado, uh, around the Coronado Lake, uh, they uh, they didn't even look like roads. They looked like you were driving through the forest. And and he's right. I did. I called him. I called him about four thirty in the morning to you know, hey Ken, man, evidently we've got we've got a disaster in the village. Uh, it's just it's horrible. And then I called Matt Broom and and told Matt and. Uh, so we came out here and started cutting trees about about four fifteen. We started cutting out of the road, and we cut three hundred twenty seven trees out by nine thirty. Now this was a group effort between, yeah, between common property. You know, you've got David Harper. He took over common property. Great guy, doing a doing an outstanding job there. Matt Broom, 
associate public works director. He's, uh, you know, he took that position, doing some kind of some rearranging. Matt, he's an excellent guy, a great guy, cares deeply about the village, and and he's doing he's doing a wonderful, wonderful job there. Apparently, they swing pretty good chainsaws. Apparently. Ah, oh, yeah, you know, and it was it was a it was a great team effort between Reg yeah. Public Utilities, uh, Street Department. I called all my guys in uh, at four at four thirty, and uh, man, I'm so blessed. This, you know, we got we got a great group of people that work here, great staff. They got on them, and and they had those trees removed before most people even get out of the bed. Well, well hang on, number one, twenty-seven. Who who finds who finds trees on the road at four o'clock in the morning? The the police? Well, the police, yeah, the police department. They're the ones that call me in, and we got out here and went to work. And you know the one thing about it, Dennis. I don't know uh, for those people out there that hadn't run a chainsaw much, but you know, growing up in the country, you you know, you five yeah. year old, you run a chainsaw. True. But uh, anyhow, uh, you know, you get down timber like that that's blowed over uh, and uprooted. It's twisted up. It's tangled up. And, you know, we didn't have not one injury at all cutting those. And you got to be yeah. very careful because you can cut a half an inch or an inch into one of those that's, that's, that's in a bind. And, and many of them things kick back, they pop back. And that's how a lot of people, uh, you know, uh, have, have gotten hurt, very serious injuries. But, you know, that's where our training, we try to have training for our guys and, and safety classes and how to do this safety. Make sure you get your proper PPE. And all the guys done a great job getting those trees out of the road and, and not one incident. Okay. You know, Todd, you know, there's a reason they call some of those trees widowmakers. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and that's happened a bunch. You know, I've had several friends that worked in logging woods back when I was younger that, that, uh, you know, some have lost their lives to, to, well, and to you, that, you see you know. people with these big chaps on like a, like a, a cowboy. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. a protective shield, and you're thinking, come on, why do you need it, man? I tell you what, you have one of those things bounce back on you one time. Uh, me and Sal Donna down on uh, Lake Balboa had us an event. Uh, now, now, let me back up. That's been uh, six, eight years ago, and we had some high-line winds. Were these just straight-line winds, Todd, or what? Was there any tornadic activity or what? I think that they, they come back and said it was a microburst, uh, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's just kind of a – strong strong winds and just hits here and there and i think the golf department off i think they cut uh 65 or 66 off the golf course going on a golf course and uh several were on houses yeah uh, but i don't think we had any injuries during during that and uh, you know the rec department i mean it's just it was amazing how the team come together and and, you know, it's very impressive to get, get that many trees, you know, open the roads up in, in that short amount of time with Todd, that many trees. I don't mean to insult anybody's math, but that's 50 to 60 trees an hour, Todd. Yeah. Yeah. In the dark, yeah, that's, in that's the dark till six o'clock. In the dark. Probably. Yeah. Most of them were in the dark. Yeah. Holy and, cow. Uh, so like I said, I had was, some people that woke up. I had some people that woke up and left their house and they're like, holy cow, what happened? You know, you got all this brush on the side of the road. What what happened here? You know, they slept right through it, and and the trees were out of the road before they even left their house. So, well, let's just call that the prelude, shall we? So, yeah, that was the the beginning. Interviewed uh, Ken just a minute ago, and I said, you know, how do you make the perfect pothole? Let's see, you have a, 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 a microburst come through. 
You follow that with zero degree, near zero degree temperatures and two or three inches of ice for a week. And then you have torrential rains on the other side of that. Next thing you know, anything that had an alligator in it is now a pothole, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I I told somebody the other day, you know, I took this position, uh, technically started January the 1st. And I told him, I said, you know, the good Lord, he's checking me out first thing. But, uh, yeah, so so that was on a Friday. We had the microburst hit. Sunday, we, we came out here at 11 o'clock. I got here at 11 o'clock Sunday. We had some of the street department guys come, and we began uh, pre-treating some of our hills, Castellon Hill, uh, Menorca Hill, uh, some of the hills on Barcelona. Uh, we knew that we were expecting some snow and, and possibly some ice. Uh, we went ahead. You know, we, always, we, we have three areas here in the village that during inclement weather, we always try to close down. Well, uh, and, and, and let's, let's do the five mile high view real quick. Mm-hmm. Menorca is the roller coaster hill. Right, right. We got, well, it, it's between, it's on Balearic between Coronado Drive and Rieta, you know, the, the curves yeah. and the hill. And then uh, we got Fresno Hill there at Alicante, of course, and mm-hmm. Barcelona Road there at Tomino. So we went ahead mm-hmm. and took our barricades out and, and set them on the side of the road and got ready to close the road down as soon as it hit. So, so, and, we and, and a lot of people, a, little bit prepared. a lot of people from different demographics or different areas might not know what, what pre-treating is, but it, it's not that you salt and sand, but it, is it magnesium or some, it, you're trying to it's a, lower the well, temperature see, they, at which uh, the water freezes, right? Right. And, and, and salt crystals, they don't like using salt anymore because of the environment, really. But mm-hmm. uh, it only it only melts ice up to fifteen degrees below zero really? on the roads. Yeah. So so so, to so down to, you you to use a, fifteen. Yeah, fifteen degrees, and then you have to use a magnesium chloride crystal. It's a uh, it looks like rock salt, except it's um it's kind of a light blue. It's got the chemical in it. When it gets wet, mm-hmm. you know, of course, it goes to melting and it melts ice with it. Uh, so we use that magnesium chloride crystal. It melts up to 15 below zero. Really? Yeah. But the problem we were facing, you know, when it melts it, then you have the uh, five degrees of an ice, And of course, what's melted turns to ice. And, and the snow that we got was fluffy to begin with. And we were able to plow. You know, we, uh, of course, when, when something like that hits, we want to try to get our main roads open first. That's yeah. our main priority. Yeah. And, uh, so we started, we started plowing and it, it plowed good. But then, you know, as traffic got on it, it packed and it packed down into ice and your plow would just scoop up over the top of it. So then we had to go to sanding and, and salting, uh, you know, the roads and, uh, especially the hills and stuff. But we were able to get the, to get our main roads cleared, uh, you know, relatively quickly. Sure. With with what we had, we got two trucks with sanders on, and three with plows, and then uh, you know the Thursday morning then had the roads cleared. Then Thursday morning we got the freezing drizzle. We had wrecks on DeSoto and backed up again. Uh, a bunch of our time, you know, uh, we were trying to hit some residential areas, uh, you know, to get to where people could possibly get out and right. and. Uh, you know, we were receiving calls wanting us to come plow their streets and, and sand their streets. And, and we really wanted to, but you know, we had to, we spent a bunch of our time assisting emergency vehicles, people trying to get out and they would get hung up on hills. Um, the wreckers would go to get them and then they would get hung up. 
And then, the, you know, the police were there and they wanted to shut the roads off, send the hills to where they could get out. And uh, so we stayed, we stayed pretty busy doing that. But I got here at 11 o'clock. Uh, I got here at 11 o'clock Sunday and I went home Wednesday evening at, at five o'clock. And I stayed there till about midnight and I come back in. So, so uh, and I was, yeah, I was we joking were, when I said your apartment, but you do have a cot there, right? <laughs> I did. I brung a portable cot with me. Of course, they ain't a whole lot of, you know, if you lay down to take your little nap, it's probably 35 minutes to an hour at a time. But, uh, you know, we, we had food here for the night crew that worked for the night. The guys worked 24 hours a day. We had guys working two 12 hour shifts. And, and I'm telling you, when I say work, Dennis, I mean, they worked. They worked. And uh, we had food here in the refrigerator here in, in the office for them that they could put in the microwave, eat them a snack, get them a little bit of rest. Because if you plow snow, especially over the night, you're spending hours and hours and hours, and all you see is white. I mean, that's all you see is white. And uh, so you need to, you know, stop, take you a little break, get you something to eat, and, and then get back at it again. And, and it was so cold that the sand was – was uh, any moisture in the sand at all was freezing up. Had to stop in the middle of the night, take shovel handles and beat the beat the sand down through the grates. And and uh, I tell you, uh, to be honest with you, Dennis, words can't describe how proud I am of, of the guys in the street department, what they've done during this time and how hard they worked. I mean, these, these people out here are just extremely blessed to, to have guys that work that hard and that dedicated to to uh, make sure that they can get out safely and try to get the roads open back up. Uh, and the leadership, hey, the communication between the police, fire, uh, our administration, uh, you know, my my superiors, uh, Kelly, Ken, and Matt Broom, uh, there's a communication, you know, a group text. They, you know, they stayed communicated. They were up late. They were up early. Uh, you know, um, how's, how's the roads, you know, how's things going? Uh, it was just, uh, it was probably about the best I've ever seen. It really was. Yeah, I, I, I just, tell you, and, and I tell you what, when, when it's 3 a.m., you're salting the roads, it's pitch dark, there's nobody else out, your sand is locked up, froze up, you got to take the shovel handle and break the sand loose so you can sand yeah. the road and maybe get some traction. That doesn't sound very glamorous. I don't, I don't think people are standing around clapping and applauding <laughs> you before you go back and fall on no, your cot for another 45 minutes. Yeah, it's not, but, uh, but we were able to, we were able to get it and get it and we withstood the, you know, everything that got thrown at us. And, and, uh, I, I just, I think that, that everything went great. The communication to the public was great. You know, the biggest thing was just, you know, stay in, be patient. Uh, you know, and, and, uh, we actually, Dennis, by the end of the week, we actually were able to pick up some tracks. Which is remarkable. Yeah. And and people were like, where's yeah. my trash? Where's my trash? I'm like, you don't understand. There are people on Macero that can't get out and still can't get out. And you're That's screaming right. about your trash. And, uh, and, and, you and know, I, people, uh, go ahead. I've, I've seen it. You know, we, they say, well, we got three inches of snow and it shut us down for a week. Well, you know, it was, uh, I've lived here my whole life. So I know this weather yeah. and, uh, the three inches of snow, yeah, it doesn't sound much, but the thing that was different than what I can ever remember in the past is just so many days of of just so low temperatures. It was so cold for so long. 
And yeah. any little thing that melted turned to ice, you packed it to ice. There was none even hardly refreezing until Thursday. And what, what a started refreezing. Man, we could hit. And, uh, you know, most of our time was, was spent uh, after we got the main roads cleared. Uh, most of our time was spent assisting emergency vehicles. You know, what we had police radios. Um, yeah, oh, 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 okay. One of the meteorologists noted that uh, from the time that it started snowing to the time that it was above 32 degrees was 110 hours, which that yeah. just doesn't happen in Arkansas. For for those of you that are watching and listening, and I apologize, Todd, you, your audio is breaking up just a little because I think we're having Internet issues, but we're good. Uh, but but I was going to say for those that are that don't know, typically, Todd, we may get two or three inches and it's gone in 24 to 36 hours. I mean, about oh, the time yeah. you guys are good, and get, yeah, you, you guys are getting it good and, and cleaned up on the roads. Well, it's above thirty-two. Issues over, right? Not this time. Yeah. So, uh, well, we made it through. We made it through it. The sanitation is, is getting picked up. Uh, we started a day like this week because of, you know, they were calling for freezing rain and sleet Monday morning. So, uh, you know, the transfer station, they said, well, if it ices that morning, you know, we're closing. So we thought, well, we don't want to have these, sanit- you know, these sanitation trucks out here running in, in ice. So we went ahead and run this week like a holiday week, and everybody was a day behind. But today is the last day of this, this week, so we should have everybody caught up after today and get back to regular hours next week. Yeah, uh, just, just regular the regular days. 40 hours during the week, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> uh, but now... Now, as you know, uh, we we're dealing with uh, potholes after the refree or after it's Hotel. frozen Hotel. for so long and it thaws. Then you know you've got potholes now. So we uh, we're concentrating on Desoto. We're going to start hitting uh, Balearic and Barcelona. You know we got on them very quickly. Uh, the guys were actually working in the rain uh, to to uh, to try to get these potholes uh, fixed and and. Uh, They've been working extremely hard. I think that as of uh, yesterday evening, uh, they had patched 215 potholes. 215. Uh, 215. We went and got 14 ton of uh, cold mix asphalt from uh, Cranford's yesterday morning at 6 o'clock. And uh, so we, we've started using that now, and and, and we'll, get, we'll get them caught up as quick as we can. You know, the problem, problem about some of this is – you patch the pothole and then it goes to breaking up around the pothole. So then you've got another pothole beside the one you patch. So, but we're going to stay on it. You know, they're going to keep breaking up for probably about another week. And, uh, if, uh, you know, people will just be a little bit patient with us. I promise you we're working as hard as we can and, and quickly and safely as we can to try to get all of them patched. And, and, and this too will be taken care of quickly. So. Hey, what well, uh, Todd, I'm going to make an open offer on your behalf. Okay. That everybody, the other people who want to play complain about getting their trash picked up or getting the potholes fixed or anything, we're going to put another cot at your office with you, and they can help <laughs> come and stay and, and sleep overnight in your office, and yeah. they can help Keep, too. How about that? There you go. Keep me company, but uh, but yeah, they uh, the guys. Hey, the guys are though. They're working. They're working as hard as they can and as quick as they can to to get these uh, get these potholes filled up and get them fixed and. And like I said, it's uh, it's been a trying time the last couple of weeks, but you know we got great leadership. We got hard workers and, and passionate. Yeah. They're passionate about the village, 
passionate about their jobs and it, and it shows in their work. And, and, uh, we're just extremely blessed to, to have those guys here. Todd, I don't know if I, and we can wrap up this yeah, and girls, I don't know if we got to wrap yeah. up, I've got to wrap up this episode, but, uh, I don't know if I've shared this story with you before. It's one of my favorites. Uh, three guys are outside laying bricks on a building site. I asked the first guy, what are you doing? He said, I'm laying these stinking bricks for 15 bucks an hour. Then if you've laid bricks, Todd, you know, it's hard work. It's hard work. Oh, yeah, extremely. Yeah. That's the second guy. What are you doing? He said, I'm trying to blaze it and make this line as straight as I can. That's the third guy. What are you doing? He said, with a little tear in his eye, he said, I'm making a library for my grandchildren. <laughs> That's the kind of devotion and dedication yeah. Yeah. that the people in the, T- in yeah. the POA are. I'm impressed. Yeah. I am seriously impressed, Todd. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I've had lots of people tell me that, that they were, you know, thanking us and and just really showing their appreciation for all that we've done and how we've handled it and as quickly as we've gotten to it. But I tell you, Dennis, from the top to the bottom, uh, it's just, it was, it was a remarkable job by everybody, a group effort. And, and I'm just uh, extremely grateful I could be a part of it. Well, I tell you what, we should be thankful to the dear Lord. Number one, nobody got killed and nobody even got hurt. Right. This is the kind of thing. There's no safety net, Todd. I mean, it's, your wits are what keep you from being in the ditch with somebody else, right? That, that's right. You know, the thing about it is when the, when the vehicles can't can't go somewhere and the, the wreckers that go to get them can't go there, uh, people go in to rescue them can't get there, uh, we're expected to get there and uh, and get it sanded for them and, and get traction to where they can uh, get some vehicles and stuff out. And, uh, you know, the, the guy's done a great job of that and doing it safely. And, uh, you know, that's just one thing about our, our safety guy, uh, our HR director. You know, he, uh, he, he, he preaches safety. Uh, we have safety training every week about different things. And, and, uh, you know, that's a big thing that we have is safety and, and it paid us, it pays off in, in situations like that. Well, you don't know when it's going to pay off. It's, it's like, uh, Greg Kirksey, one of the pastors at Rock Creek said he was a friend who had a building code enforcer. And he said, building to code seems stupid until the tornado comes through. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Then it, then it but, seemed like uh, a real good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, it paid off. And like I said, there was, you know, uh, wasn't anybody got hurt. Um, everybody was safe and, and, uh, and we got, finally got this stuff out of here. And now we get these potholes patched that maybe we can go back to our, to, to, to normal Six, or as normal to as 60 we degree get. weather like it is today. Oh, I hope so, man. It's just beautiful today. I love this. (laughs) I do too. Todd, thanks for joining us. We'll be even next time, okay? Thank you, Dennis. Always a pleasure. Thanks for watching and listening to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast starring Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com.